Hello and uh, welcome to the 30 Minute CMO Podcast, our weekly Ed Talk edition. Uh, my name is Borsh Pucho and I'm joined by my friend and partner Alex McNamara. Good evening, top of the evening, almost good night to you, sir. Top of all of those things to you, sir. Uh, good to be back. We had a little hiatus last week as I was traveling, uh, but it is good. I mean, I took a plane for the first time in 18 months, which was very weird. Very good experience. Weird, but was it what was it was it just like flying for the first time it was it, it it reminded me of all the things i like and detest about flying um so yes it was very it was very fun it was very fun i got to meet some co-workers in person um got to go to the giants game watch them lose to the padres yeah it was great it was really great um so i was very i was very real pleased life, real life real life exceeds zoom life as as I imagine. I mean, we we talked about this on the on the on the pod a couple of weeks ago, and then briefly just before we hit record, the the in person is is crucial and can can never go away because, like you said, the 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 ten minute chat before or after a meeting, you have as equal value conversations in those in those times than you do in the actual meeting itself, like the five minute convo with someone who you don't get to have a lot of time with and just like reiterate a point or to just follow up on a point really easily as you as you're exiting it's crucial so like i feel like when you're doing individual contribution work at home lovely stuff when you're doing big meetings you need to like present something in a large group get in person yeah and that's for, and that's for free that's even before we start the podcast that's that's a freebie, an Alex McNamara. <laughs> uh, and hey, before tip. we start the podcast, I I feel like we've been doing this long enough. I want to just acknowledge uh, those folks who listen and who write to us. We do get um, some feedback from you guys, and thank you so much. Um, we do this this week's shout out goes to uh, our listeners in uh, Kiwa Island slash East Chester. Um, thank you for being longtime listeners. And uh, cool. we'll we'll continue to solicit your guys' feedback. Um, all right, Alex, continuing with our long-established tradition, let's talk yeah. about some thumbs up, thumbs down types of ad executions we've um, we've observed over the last couple of weeks. And I think this one was almost meme worthy at this point. Um, <laughs> a funeral home uh, that broke the internet uh because i feel like I, I i got a picture of that sent to me by a friend and then i i felt i feel like i saw it everywhere uh shortly after do you want to describe that one i i thought this was fake i honestly thought someone photoshopped it and it was just doing the rounds because it was just it was so good uh that it couldn't have been real uh and it's like something you want to see so basically it was a funeral home with a with a big truck um mm-hmm that said uh don't get vaccinated on it and it was don't get vaccinated in big words funeral home name and phone number website and i was like wow that is ballsy to 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 do that because that's like that's what you that's what you'd like to see but also you feel like that's never gonna happen but you went on the website actually yeah well first of all i um when i first when i first received the picture of this uh it was a you know unverified but someone said that this was uh this was a truck that was seen um in florida outside of the jacksonville jaguars football game 
for stadium. Um, Love so, stuff. you know, that already makes more sense because Florida. Um, and secondly, <laughs> I did go on the website and the website is very simple. Uh, it says, you know, the name of the funeral home. Uh, and then it says, get vaccinated in big bold letters, which are also hyperlinked to the local vaccination um, resource. And then underneath it, it says, but if you don't see you soon, which I thought was a nice way to um, continue what they were starting on the trucks uh, kind of frame. That was I would like to see morbid, <laughs> but funny. I want to know what the conversion rate on that is. Like, do people who see the trucks then, I mean, I guess they don't choose to go there, but, but do other people choose to go to that funeral home because they've seen the trucks or is it like too rude and they feel too outraged to do that? I mean, I feel like this is a hundred percent success because if you're getting people to get vaccinated because they saw the message on the truck, that's one KPI. And then if they yeah. don't and they end up being customers of this funeral home because they didn't get vaccinated, that's the other KPIs so you're meeting. Your primary and secondary objectives, as we say in marketing, uh, in in either case. Um, I mean, I, I imagine could, I, I imagine they're not they're not they don't need to add additional customers to their. Uh, to their client base right now. I feel like they're pretty at maybe capacity. It's maybe it's a lead generation campaign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lead you know, generation uh, campaign. W- w- with a six to 12 month sort of matriculation cycle. Yeah, more like a, more like add to the wait list kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, terrible, terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, there was another, there was another, uh, and you know, this is an out of home campaign. Uh, I think we've been drawn to these lately because out of home on, honestly just feels so good. Uh, yeah. When you see it, like when it's when you see it done well, another one that was being done well um, was a street campaign essentially by Bigelow Tea, um, a, a tea brand, a pretty big tea brand, um, and they uh, put these um, huge uh, tree like planters uh, on sidewalks around town. I don't know which city this was in. I would assume it was probably like New York or something. But they put those in, and the and the you know the the planters obviously had plants in them. Um, but the planters were uh, shaped like mugs of tea. Um, and I think if I'm if I'm right, the plants in there were the plants from uh, of, of that tea, right? Like because there was hibiscus. Um, oh, yeah, I think that's what they were. They were playing, play, playing up. And so you had sort of the Very ingredient smart. growing, the ingredient growing out of the of the teacup. And uh, it was uh, and then you had like the little string with, uh, you know, the tea bag kind of string with the little Bigelow logo hanging to the side tying the whole thing together and simple uh to the point uh unexpected uh pleasant fun uh improve the streetscape i'm sure and definitely memorable um so uh, i'm not a huge fan of uh of big low tea because it's literally brown water but uh, old old leaf water (laughs) old leaf water but it was done well so um you know I, i i liked how they took the distinctive element of the brand which is the little tea tag and brought that to life in in an unexpected place i think like that that for me was just a great just it just creative point that they brought out yeah i agree um so well done big fan well done big, big fans craig out of home's not dead yet <laughs> that's right um speaking of out of home (laughs) yeah speaking of out of home and this one is more of a digital play but it was a fun one um and i think it was actually done oh it was done in both times square and piccadilly circus it was a collaboration with the fashion brand balenciaga 
and uh, the uh, mobile game, multiplayer game, Fortnite. Um, and this one was um, all digital and essentially used the huge, huge billboards that are uh, available in both of those places, and particularly Circus specifically. Uh, if, if you've ever been to London, you'll, you'll, you'll notice this humongous billboard that sort of curves uh, around the building. And usually prominent kind of global brands like Coca-Cola have 100% of share of voice of, of that or are present there all the time. And it starts out being that. And then it looks like an elevator sort of rides up and the, those brands disappear. And there's this huge Fortnite character decked out in Balenciaga uh, clothes that is in this tiny little room and the way they've animated it and the, the way they made it seem like it completely blends with the rest of the building and it feels like this uh, creature is about to jump out and it's kind of scoping and looking at you looking at the street um, it it is it is taking advantage of all the things that digital out of home is able to to bring to make this really an immersive experience without any additional ar or vr sort of gear it's um, it's so really it's really yeah. great. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what tech has advanced since before to be able to make it feel like it's so three D and immersive and like I think it's called like deep screen. Like how they make the screen feel like it's going back. I mean, maybe it's playing with it, the curvature of the of the screen on the building where your eye and your brain sees the lines going around and how they've how they've developed it to be the angle from where you see it or how it's project uh, how it's shown on the screen makes it feel like it's going back into the building it's it's really it's really it's really great it's really great yeah there there are points there where you feel like the creature is about to jump out and clearly that's yeah. the limitation is that it, it doesn't and um and so that's an interesting play i think i th we were discussing a little bit um before the podcast sort of the co collaboration between the two brands um, they they aren't necessarily like brands, you know. One is a gaming, one is I mean you call it gaming. It's it's a cultural phenomenon, Fortnite, and so yep. you know I'm guessing Balenciaga you know wanted to do a collaboration with them to sort of tap into the zeitgeist a little bit. Um, although it feels to me that uh, a huge chunk of the Fortnite players are uh, you know teens and tweens. And I was gonna say before. like my my reaction to this was. No one from Fortnite is going to be able to afford Balenciaga, and you said, "Well, it's not necessarily about that. It's about Balenciaga capitalizing on the cultural phenomenon, so that and what did you say? The people people who with loads of money who don't have culture can look like they are cultural, culturally relevant." Yeah, it's uh, it's it's essentially Balenciaga, you know, giving giving the <laughs> giving their customers people who who maybe don't know how to discern culture but they want to be attached to the late the latest thing balenciaga is giving them a way into it so yeah it's not about getting fortnite people to buy balenciaga it's about getting balenciaga people to buy more balenciaga because they feel like they're uh one with the zeitgeist um and you know balenciaga like yeah they're one of these luxury brands uh but they've they've pivoted hard towards this sort of like more street culture uh but i think to a point where it's almost comical like those insane sneakers that they became famous for that everyone oh has copied right um oh God. the bubble the bubble jackets like this the streetwear that makes me feel like the the, the the first 
name that comes to mind is Ali G when I think of Balenciaga, <laughs> right? I think like they're yeah. taking a piss on their fan on their customers and their fans without those people actually realizing they're being you know mocked by the brand that they check themselves out in. Yeah, so oh, yeah, it's really bad. Like I don't, I don't get it. I hate, I hate all of, I hate everything it stands for. I mean, especially the prices. I really hate the prices. I mean, I mean, I, I, I tell you what, I hate that they can get away with it because I'm jealous that I, I didn't think of it before. Because charging $380 for a hat and like $700 for a t-shirt, like, wow, good for you. Like, good for you that you can rip someone off to that extent legally, I imagine. Yeah, but, you know, but other brands, other luxury brands do this, but like they usually play up their heritage and craftsmanship and all of yeah. that stuff. And these guys just don't. And I'm sure like they have some, you know, they have heritage and whatever, but they completely like threw that in the garbage and they said... You know, we're going to pivot hard into this, you know, modern, you know, almost like obnoxious street cred kind of realm yeah. and, and, and partner with the Fortnites of the world and do these silly sneakers and, and, and do all this. other. And they seem to be succeeding, mind you, you know, in, and whoever their target audience is seems to be buying this and other brands are copying them. But yeah, their, their pricing strategy is spin the wheel that has only high numbers <laughs> and whatever high number the, the, the thing lands on is the number they they then multiply by two and make the price of that particular garment i mean if 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 they can sell product and people buy it like it's the it's the audience that sets the price really if no if they weren't going to buy it they wouldn't be able to charge that much and people fork over money for it i mean it's insane but yeah kudos to them on the ad you know we just spent five minutes talking about it so kudos to them on the ad no yeah. kudos to you for your pricing strategy and your your crap streetwear. If you do wear Balenciaga, please drop us a note and let us know why. Um, yes, I would love to talk to someone who wears Balenciaga seriously, not not ironically. Spends full price for it. Let's 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 chat. Let's get you on here. Talk me through the thought process. Why is it? What what does the brand value that you are incorporating into your own brand? What is the intersection of your brand and their brand? And how does it work? Let's go. Let's go. Um, um, so, speaking of going, uh, and you were actually traveling recently, uh, as we already yep. discussed. Um, you had a, I, I know you had a good experience with Clear. Yep. There's an app that they have. Just walk me through as you traveled what Clear did for you, and also like in addition to their core proposition, what their sort of digital extension is helping you do. And I'll tell I you what. On that. T- okay, that's you always have thoughts on this. I tell you what. Uh, Clear is great. I used it for two months in 2020 after I got the code from you to give me three months free. And then I went into lockdown and haven't used it since. So I've been paying whatever it costs, 200 bucks a month, 200 bucks a year and haven't used it. But Clear in itself, the whole proposition is to get you through security faster. That's not just at the airport. They've expanded to like stadiums as well. They use biometrics, finger or eyes to verify who you are they then take you to the front of the line whether it's pre-check or not which is basically like the the guy with your with your id to make sure you're you're who you say you are so you skip the line and to be honest if you're traveling through lax or some terminals in new york um or like anywhere where there's a line in the morning because obviously uh it's it's invaluable because everyone hates standing in those lines um they brought out an app uh, or with a product feature within their app, which 
extends their helpfulness of uh, saving you time to not just the in-airport experience, but to your pre-departure from your house experience. So the app takes into account traffic plus um, airport lines because they're in the airport. They know how long it takes to get from that thing to your um, to, to through security and uh, then also incorporating walk times from security to your gate and to give you an estimated time for you to leave your house and I thought that was super useful in the in the occasions and when you're about to leave the house or the night before or an hour before they will tell you it'll take you x amount of time to get from your house to to your gate and I was like that's a pretty cool product feature that's actually valuable to people who travel now before you have your thought i have a thought which is cool but i'm still gonna rely on my gut to be like i need to be there an hour before and then ignore basically whatever it says because like i'm not gonna cut it that close to i know i can get there in x amount of time I'm still going to be like, all right, I got to be there. The flight takes off at four. I have to be at the gate at 3.30, which means I have to be at security at three because I have clear and I can get through really fast. And I can look at Google and figure out I need to leave 20 minutes to an hour, whatever it is, how far away. So like, it's really useful, but I feel like everyone has their own airport things that they're going to do. And therefore, I think adoption is going to be not, that high i mean you'll check it i don't know how much you'll actually listen to it yeah that was i mean that's basically what i was going to riff on a little bit is that if you are clear caters to people who travel a lot um yeah otherwise you're not going to pay 179 bucks a year uh for this and people who travel a lot usually have routines that this is not really adding any value to um the big like the big unknown is what is the wait the TSA wait time which clear solves for anyway mostly yeah. um, and you can and you can get that information uh, from the airport's website so yeah I don't really know what it's solving for I actually find their app to be um, kind of useless to be honest I think they're trying to make it more useful they're also expanding it to include like your vaccination records which I don't think anyone is really going to uh, accept um, because New York is only accepting their Excelsior pass, like LA is accepting, or California is accepting theirs. So it's, 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 I don't know what, like there is very little usefulness in this. And I, I feel like they're trying, um, but they're not finding the product market fit. Like their core proposition, the actual service is what yeah. people are buying. The, the app to me feels very flat. Um, so I, I haven't used the app. So I got the email and I was like, Hey, this sounds like a pretty good product feature. Maybe I'll check it out next time I fly, but it, it. But like you said, it's like I don't. I don't need the app because it. The 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 un, like you said, the unknown is how long do I have to wait in the TSA line, and that's solved for probably ten minutes, maybe you know, at the most. I will tell you since we're just on the topic of travel that for the first time I flew Alaska Airlines yeah. last week. It's good stuff. And um, yeah, I mean talk about soft product exceeding hard product uh, i know this is not a travel podcast but i think it's how images are created and brands uh, brands are built like the plane was whatever but everything else was nice um and yeah. nicer than who i usually fly with uh so it created very uh, created very, very positive um 
emotion, I guess, to the point mm-hmm. where my next flight is actually booked on Alaska as well, because now I don't mind flying them because I feel like even if the hard product is somewhat dated, everything around it is going to be uh, pretty on point. So well yeah. done. Um, and you've gained um, somewhat of a fan in me, Alaska. Well, also One World. So if you are a One Absolutely World member, one world. that actually I think is a huge thing for them is being part of One World. Cause now you've got anyone who's got status in that will will look to fly Alaska because you can bring over your ruby, emerald, diamond, platinum, whatever it is you've got status and have that on Alaska. Um, yeah. That for airlines is the biggest marketing lever, I think, bar none, because especially yeah. on the domestic market when uh, when there is some choice. Um, you know, I, I I only fly within a one world airline. I never would have considered flying Alaska and then having this sort of experience because they're part of one world. I can earn my miles and my status goes further and blah, blah, blah. I was able to experience their um, uh, their service and spend money with them. So, yes, well done. They you know, I think that membership think, is worth it for them. I think the one thing that Alaska did really well, and I don't think it's currently available now, is if you because they're a they're a t-shirt, they're the name sponsor on the Portland Timbers shirt. If you have Portland Timbers gear flying out of Portland, you get to board first. So if you have a, a hat, a scarf, a shirt, and you're wearing it, whatever flight you're on, if it's flying from Portland from PDX you board the plane first because of that uh, that sponsorship. And I love that because it's so silly. It's great. And it's like, we, you know, we sponsor the Timbers. If you have Timbers gear and you're a fan, let's go. I feel like it's, I think, it's awesome. I think they would earn probably a lot, even more brownie points from the Timbers fans. If, um, if you were wearing the opposite, that week's opposite team's jersey, you would board last. regardless regardless of whether you had status with them or not which would be amazing if you were if you were a sounder shirt or an lafc shirt you don't get to fly you have to take they'll pay for your greyhound back yeah sorry sorry you got downgraded you could yeah if you if you had first class tickets you're actually now at the back of the plane yeah in the back of a spirit plane (laughs) all right all right from from planes trains and automobiles let's go to bikes stationary bikes bikes to say i got an email and this was not this week i apologize i didn't bring it up before but i got an email from the peloton ceo and co-founder about tread and this wasn't just to me even though as much as i hope it is just to me so no one else can see this email i got an email (laughs) from them in and and at first I was like, this is cool. He's going to make one of his sort of like 30,000 you know, foot view of, we're really sorry about the delays because of, of you know, supply chain issues. We can't get to your, you can't get to you and we appreciate your patience or it's his. Which is what they view. did, which is what they did so well when that did happen, right? They were transparent yeah. and, blah, and all that. And then, and then again, when they dropped the price, when they brought out the new bike and everyone had right. like back order they refund the people without even having to ask like they was just like we will give you your money back and then i get this email and i was like all right it's gonna be one more of those like really great intern like external comms messages and i read it and i felt really really weird reading it because and i don't know how we can do this but we'll have to post it out somewhere on the website uh 30minutecmo.com um is that right i should know this is that right yes. is that the website yes excellent that, that's nailed it um 
there's like a he, he basically goes into detail as to how much he loves the tread and why the tread is so great and three like big sections on the tread and my favorite line from this is and we know that households with a peloton bike and a peloton tread exercise on average 100% more than households with just a peloton bike that's 100% more fitness and 100% more value for your subscription and i felt that was a really weird line to include and really and weird. and i came away feeling like i i felt like i had to have a shower because it was so desperate and so salesy but not in a product marketing way it wasn't telling me the benefits of the tread it wasn't like corporate brand message this was like a guy i don't think he had approval to do this i feel like he wrote it and sent it in the middle of the night when no one was watching because it was gross and i feel like they've had a shit time with the tread because of the recalls but I don't think the brand was impacted that much. And I don't think that the, he had to resort to this like desperate, I love the tread so much. If you get the tread, you'll exercise more. Spend $5,000 on this thing after you've spent $2,500 on the other thing and pay 40 bucks to 60 bucks a month in a subscription. And I was like, wow, man, this is not, this is not good. This is really yeah. not good. These are not desperate times that they're not, they, they do not call for these kinds of measures. Uh, I You told me about this email, and uh, I, I'm i also appalled that that he did that. You know, you know I, I was wondering, actually, since they've become a uh, public a publicly listed company, and maybe this was some sort of like a rebellion thing that he's like, no, nah, I can still do these things, you know? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though he really can't or or shouldn't as elon musk learned a a while ago like as a publicly traded company you should probably err on the side of lawyers but (laughs) yeah yeah, i don't i i don't really know what this is this is all about other than i think that peloton does have a strong brand name um and now because the competition with the uh, with the at-home fitness equipment is actually really really heated up um i think the competition actually caught up quite a bit i'm seeing ads for some of the other bikes and some of the other um uh, treadmills but also with you know from tonal and from like hydro and all these other things mirror like apple fitness plus of, apple fitness plus there's a lot of choice but peloton is one like it's the og and like the brand is strong and the community is strong this is mm-hmm. hitting at that loyalty this is hitting at that community people like you who are receiving these emails and then be like dude i just paid 25 28 three thousand dollars for a bike and you're yeah. hitting me up for you're trying to give me some sort of like value-led proof points for why I should buy a five thousand dollar <laughs> treadmill? Are you out of your mind? Are, are you I, out, are of, you out your of your damn mind? mind? Yeah. Like and what? What are these? What are these stats? hundred percent more? Yeah. Well, guess what? Before I bought the tread, you know, if you start measuring pre-bike to post-bike, of course I, <laughs> I exercise a hundred percent more. You know, but like, who cares that you're? You know, just I do one hundred percent more stationary bike exercises than I did pre peloton yeah 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 i would do 100 percent more i mean like but like and this is this is like where where percentages mean nothing is like what is 100 percent more it's like is that like one to two exercises is that like a you know you know a thousand to two thousand like what is like wh- these mean nothing these are not real stats 100 percent also sounds very fake like nothing is ever 100 percent more yeah 
it's 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 it, it sounds really fake. It sounds like he took a bong hit and the numbers looked really big to him, and then he decided to like email everyone about it because <laughs> wow. But that, the other thing that just drives me nuts is just the absence of realization how expensive their equipment is. Uh, yeah, you're telling me that I'm gonna get a bunch more value out of my $39 a month membership because I bought a $5,000 oh, tread on top of yeah. a $3,000 bike. Come on, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. You will 100% hey, you more value it, for your subscription, though. That that $39 yeah. will go 100% more when you spend $59 a month for the next 10 years on your bike. Hey, congrats on uh, buying this Tesla. Now, you know what? If you buy two Teslas, you will drive <laughs> twice, the, twice the emissions-free miles that you would in a single Tesla. That's 100% more emission-free driving than you did before. If you buy a like, second no. Tesla, you'll get 100% more Teslas to drive. <laughs> and you can't argue with those facts. Those are facts, Scorsia. You can't. Yeah. That yeah, is it. Thank, thank God. Thank God we're not getting those types of emails from other brands because, wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Peloton, get your shit together. Sort your shit out. Stop, stop your e CEO from emailing people in the middle of the night with silly facts. Alex, <laughs> um, I think this is a wrap for us. Uh, yep. This was a good one. Thank you. It's a good one. Uh, and 30 minutes we'll CMO on the dot. And we'll, uh, yes, on the dot for once. And uh, I'll see you next week for another see one. See you next week.